Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I am your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter and founder of The Copyworks. In this podcast, I interview marketing and copywriting experts on all facets of, well, marketing and copy, with an emphasis on the link between the two, with a focus on creating higher conversions in your B2B business. I also include recordings from the other side of the table where I'm interviewed by the host of other podcasts and short clips of tips from yours truly on copywriting. In short, you'll find something for everyone in the marketing and copywriting B2B world. Let's dig in. Today's podcast guest is Nick Bennett. So Nick is the Director of Evangelism and Customer Marketing at Alice. He's a personal branding enthusiast and field marketer who's paving the path for others in the industry as the new era of field marketing 2.0 comes into play more. In today's episode, Nick talks about the importance of copy and branding and personal branding as well as business branding, how they differ and how to nail both of them. Let's jump right in. Thank you so much, Nick, for joining me today and taking time out of your day and your lunch hour, no less, to speak with me. (laughs) I know you've done so many of these podcasts before, but you promised me that this would be like the best information ever. So so I'm telling everyone. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So before we jump in, I just have um, a question. In your bio, you said that you, you still play baseball competitively. And you had talked about this yesterday in one of your LinkedIn posts. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, it's it's always been a passion of mine. And I've played baseball ever since I was three years old. Um, uh-huh. And so I played all through high school, played through college. I'm now 35. I play still in two leagues. I play Sunday mornings, nine innings, 8.30 a.m. every Sunday. And then uh, once once during the week as well. It's just, for me, it's, it's you know, so many people play golf and like right. golf's just not as exciting to me. So if I can still play competitively, like it's my exercise that I get to go out there and do every week. Oh, that's cool. And then you also get to socialize with other people too, you know, team sports. Yeah. You don't hear about that so much, you know, it's most people are doing something running or biking or something. So um, yeah, so that's cool. The, uh, the first thing I wanted to, to start with is just defining some of the terms. So you're a personal branding expert. What's the difference between, especially when you, you know, you're on LinkedIn and you see people talking about this issue, like is personal branding, how does it differ? What types of branding are there outside of this and how, how are they different? Yeah. I think, you know, for, for me, personal branding is you are instilling into people what they, what you want people to think of you. So like a thing that I think of often is like this personal brand and reputation go together. And I think reputation is what do people think of you when you're not in the room and personal brand is what do you want people to think about you when you're not in the room? Like, what are you instilling into them? And I think that they can run parallel to each other, but you could have a great personal brand on social media of how you portray yourself, but you could have a terrible reputation of who you are as a person for the people that actually know you. Because I do feel like there is people on social media that paint a beautiful picture. They think everything is perfect. They want people to think of them in a certain way, but the people that know them in real life, and I know people like this, they're a completely different person than who they are 
on social media. Yeah. And that's always a disappointment if it's a negative, because usually it's a negative personal personnel. Cause I've known, I can think of one person offhand who presents herself and this was years ago. Maybe she's changed. I don't know, but presents herself completely different on social media. And to meet her in person was like such a disconnect, you know? So uh, yeah. So your reputation. So when people like I have a business page on LinkedIn and then my personal page, and I don't post on the business page. And, and I've had clients who have said to me, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to build my personal brand. I mean, isn't it important to do that? I mean, how do you separate those two or should you not like what you just said? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you should, well, I, I'll step back for a second because I think it's different when you own a company. Like for me, I still work for an employer. I'm a regular corporate America person just working for a startup, but we have a company page. I, I used to run our company, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all of that for about four months. And so I would post the way that I just wanted to post, but it was very much about the business and still adding value, but it wasn't about my personal thoughts. My personal LinkedIn and other social media is things that I'm passionate about. I would say 95% of what I talk about on LinkedIn is like what Nick Bennett cares about. The other 5% is Alice specific, or if we have launches or new things that we want to talk about, then I'll talk about that. But at the end of the day, the people that are clicking my profile on LinkedIn are going to know that I work there one way or another. And you're not going to work at these companies unless you own it um, forever. Even if you own it, you, you know, now the way things are working, like you're probably going to sell or get bought out at some point you're setting yourself up for that long-term success by building your personal brand because it's going to help you get your next job or it's going to help you network to find the right people to talk to, or it's going to propel you into starting your own business as well, or it could. Yeah. Well, what if it's a small business? Because I've run into this and the founders want a presence on LinkedIn and they're not sure how to present themselves. So you just said that if you're the CEO of a company, maybe you don't want a personal brand. So how would you, what would you recommend for somebody like that? I think you should still, I think you should still run your, your business page as you would, but talk about ways that you can add value back to the followers that are there. Just know that your following is never going to be and your amplification is never going to be as much as your personal page. Your personal page should kind of be a, I want to say like a work of art, but like more so of a place where you're expressing your thoughts, your POV, you're showcasing stories that are important to you to hopefully help other people. Even if you own the business, you could still run both pages, but you should keep, I would say the thoughts maybe somewhat different. I think I think it's tough when it's a small business because you don't have as many resources and as much right. bandwidth uh, potentially. They could blend. And at that point, and I, I do see this on LinkedIn where some people that own small businesses are using their personal LinkedIn pages as the way to um, promote their own business as well. And they're having a lot of success doing that. So maybe that's the path that you could go down to. Mm-hmm. I think there's also that fine line, like you kind of just touched on it about promoting your business, whether you work for yourself or whether you're just promoting, you know, like for me as a copywriter, I mean, the general rule is you don't pitch anything. 
And I, you know, and that's fine. I mean, so is that what building a personal brand is about? Is really, like you, you said, uh, a work of art. And I'm a very artsy person. You can see behind me, I got all this stuff. I'm just like, <laughs> and I've been into different types. Like I was a pastry chef back in the day. Like people mm. are like, what? Yeah, I'm one of these serial entrepreneurs where I've done everything from, uh, I was a pastry chef. I owned a bakery. Um, I worked in a test kitchen where I developed recipes. I have a nutrition degree. and But writing has always been sort of the undercurrent to everything I do. I've always, like writing is a thing that, you know, they say, what would you do if you weren't getting paid for it? What would you do anyway? I mean, I just write. I just love just I put words on paper. And to me, that is art, you know? And so can you talk a little bit about the role of copy in building your personal brand? Yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's like, kind of like we were talking about art. It's a way that you use your words. And trust me, like I wouldn't consider myself a strong copywriter or someone that uses content in an, in a strong way. Like I actually, I don't like writing but I know how to write effectively for social media. And I think it's something where I just like telling stories and and things that are personal to me, whether it's professional stuff, whether it's personal stuff, whether it's about my daughter, whether it's about baseball, like whatever. And I've realized as long as you can make it, if it's text-based, like short and easy to consume, like I call it choppy copy, um, where it just kind of flows if you're on a mobile device, that's always been important to me. Like you want a clear and concise point with a strong CTA at the end of it. And that's really just been like my focus of how to do it. And it's whether your, your medium is through, you know, different types of content, you're always going to have that same type of aspect, at least on social media. Like I'm not a long form content creator or anything like that, but I think on LinkedIn specifically, having that choppy copy has been really, really effective in Mm -hmm. the way that I convey my messages. I've seen some people complain about people writing, like, because the thing is to catch, and I do this in copy anyway, to catch attention, you do like one thought per sentence, which is actually a general rule of copywriting anyway. Um, But there's people who will really chop it up so that it's long and you're scrolling through and you're looking for the point, you know? (laughs) Yep. It's, I know. And I, I try to keep it like, I have that, that hook at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what's going to stop someone from scrolling. So many people are creating content nowadays, I think. So it used to be 1% of LinkedIn was creating content. And I think I read recently that that's up to like three to 4%, which is still very small considering how many millions of users there are on LinkedIn. But like, mm-hmm. you got to stop someone from scrolling and for me, it always used to be marketing related stuff. And I've branched out and since changed. And I think people now care more so about like what I have to say versus always being marketing related content. But that hook is important. And then keeping it clear and concise in like that middle aspect of it of like, what do you want someone to walk away with at the end of the day and say like, oh, wow, I learned this, or this taught me this, or this prevented me from making this mistake because Nick already made it. Um, and then what's that CTA? Do you want someone to follow you? Like, I mean, you're, you understand the copy aspect of it, but like, that's every, like when I create some type of post, those are the things that I try to look back at. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about sharing? Like there's, there's been a lot of talk. In fact, I did a poll on this quite a while ago about, you know, sharing too much because like this month is mental health month and there's some people who are kind of that normally don't post about mental health that are sharing their stories. 
what are your feelings as you know as branding as on a personal branding perspective can it hurt your brand and if so like what what's the line i do feel like some people are trying to use this month as a way to drive like more clicks, more views. Like if, if it's not something you normally talk about, but you're only talking it about this month, like it's tough. Like if it's, it's, if it's part of your identity of what you are talking about, regardless if me- mental health is important to you, or if personal branding is inter- important to you. And like, these are things that you typically talk about and you're just, you know, it's part of the month and you want to dig deeper into personal stories, then that makes sense. But some mm-hmm. people are just holding off specifically for this month. And, you know, I don't want to say you wonder if like they're actual factual stories or like, are people just inflating and saying things just for the, yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know, I would hate to think someone would actually do that, but Mm -hmm. it's social media. So I would never put it past someone. But for me, like I bring like personal stuff on there and like, I don't try to do a ton of personal stuff, but I also don't care because I feel like it is like my page and people want to follow you as a human and get to understand who you are as a person. Because at the end of the day, we all want to build relationships. I think bringing that personal aspect on there is, is really important. And, you know, a good example of this, there's someone that I know who spent a lot of time in jail, got out now a very successful marketer. And for the first time, it was he he messaged me. It was like, "Hey, I'm gonna you know talk about my incarceration, and um, I don't know how it's gonna go on LinkedIn." It went over exceptionally well, and now he's helping other people that have been in that similar situation get on their feet and give back and like talk about that mental health aspect of it. And that's a perfect way to use that. Mm-hmm. But some people are just afraid of feeling judged of what others are going to think of them. Yeah, you need to think. Hey, I'm on this platform because I want to use it as a voice of things that I'm passionate about, whether one person likes it or a million people like it, like you're writing because you want to, not because you have to. Right. Like one of the posts that got a lot, the most interaction for me was when I talked about how I went $42,000 in debt from using these coaches that were 90% bogus. And by that, I mean, they were selling all these programs and it was a tough lesson, but I related that because I wanted, there was a cautionary tale in there about who should you trust? Who should you give your money Mm -hmm. to? And I gave some guidelines. So I try to mix it in. Like if it's a personal story, there's a reason behind it because um, like I've struggled, like, like on a personal level, I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. And it's just not something I'm comfortable with really breaking down. I might touch on it, you know, I'll say something about it. Like, you know, it's good to, to get help or something, but to me, it's too far off from my brand for me to be comfortable. I don't want people focusing on that, you know? And so I, I don't talk about it. I think it's probably also being an introvert, are you an introvert? I think you might have mentioned that. You're I, I, I am an introvert. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm very shy around like new people where like, even if I was to meet people in person, like I just, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say like, I like being by myself, but I do like being by myself unless I know someone then like, I'm like a hundred percent all in on that relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm an introvert, but there's somebody on LinkedIn that posted a quiz a while back. She talks about introversion and she had a quiz about what type of introvert are you? And I was a social introvert, which means I'm not shy at all. I'll talk to anybody, but I don't like crowds. I don't like like networking events. I'd rather just crawl under the table or hide in the bathroom, you know, but then a few people, you know, together is fine. So what, what I'm saying too, is that, you know, to share things like that on, uh, on social media about, you know, anxiety and panic attacks and all that, I'm just so uncomfortable. So I, I just don't, but I always say it's because, you know, and, and it is partly, it's just not my brand. You know, so I didn't want to get into it. But what about like voice and tone? Like you see these brands have very distinct voices, but that's not really personal branding. I'm thinking more like Dollar Club. So that's like a company brand, right? Is, right. Does it still count in a personal branding arena? I think it could. Like, I feel like I feel like I have a certain tone in the way that I come across on LinkedIn, where like I'm just like a goofy and like, fun like I don't take anything too serious and like mm-hmm. I think people people can tell that by the way that I respond to comments and things like that and I think that's it makes you more approachable also I'm a lot better with talking to people on LinkedIn than I am talking to people in person and I've gotten a lot better but like I'm a terrible speaker like I have always been petrified of like public speaking And I took, I remember taking a class in college on public speaking that I almost failed. And it was just, I just, I was such an introvert that I was so shy and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so when I started creating content on LinkedIn, I was like, what do I want to be known for? Like, what's my brand? And it was always like marketing, like similar to you, like you stayed on your brand and like it was Mm -hmm. field marketing for me. It was account-based marketing. And like, that was kind of like my thing. And just like, my LinkedIn journey. And like now I just talk about whatever because I'm more comfortable with it where, you know, if people want to follow me for me, great. And if not, like that's okay as well. Like I have to realize that I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay as well, but I'm going to stay true to myself and like my tone of how I come across and that goofy sense of style. And I don't think I'll ever change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people talk a lot about just being authentic. And in fact, so much so that that word is getting really overused. So um, yeah. Are there any other misconceptions about personal branding? Yeah. I think it's, you know, people, people think that you have to just post content every single day, that there's going to be all this immediate success. Like for me, it took forever to see success. It was really just a pandemic hobby for me, honestly. Like I was just doing it because my boss at the time put out a challenge to his team and I'm a very competitive person. So I didn't want to lose a competition. Um, and then I just kind of did it. And I was like, why am I doing this? There's no engagement. No one's liking my stuff. Like I'm talking about field marketing when no one else on LinkedIn is, and there's still no like connection there. And then I, yeah, I remember six months later, it was like a little bit. And then a year later, it was like, all right, great. I'm starting to hit my groove. Like people are DMing me, like people are commenting. This is great. And then I just started to talk about like different types of things, but I just jumped into it five days a week. And I don't think you have to do that. I think the bigger piece is engaging with others. Like you can go find 10 to 15 other like-minded people that you want to learn from, 
comment on their stuff on a regular basis. If you're adding value, you're driving organic views back to your own page and building that base before you ever start to create your own content. Then when you start posting, then you already have that built-in audience kind of already there because they know the type of tone and brand that you're going to come across as because they see your comments on these other people's stuff and you're getting all of the likes and reactions already there. It's just now taking that to the next level. So I think that's one of the bigger things is like, you don't have to just jump in and create content five days a week because then it's probably going to be fluffy stuff that isn't adding value and you're creating content because you have, you think you have to create content versus engaging with others because you know, I feel like the real fun happens in the comment section, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Like, that's why I spend such little time creating a post versus commenting with others, because I feel like that's where I learn the most is the comment section. Mm-hmm. And you hit on an important point, too, about the time it takes. Because, so how long have you been on LinkedIn actively? So I started posting content in March of 2020. And that was like when I went all in five days a week. But I mean, I've been like a LinkedIn user for years, but I was always just sharing work-related stuff where like, you know, company page posts something, I hit the share button, don't write anything, wonder why no one likes it. Um, But it was, yeah, March of 2020. So it's been just over two years, you know, being here every single day. It's a lot. Like there's times where I'm just like, burnt out to a certain degree where it's just like, I'm at the point in my journey where I don't think I can just stop because it's so ingrained into everything that I do. And like, it's made me a better writer. Like I'm actually now helping write copy for like our website internally for our ads. Like I wouldn't consider myself someone that could write copy for that before. Um, But I feel like I've become decent at creating content, not just on social media, but for my actual job, even knowing it's something that I may not have known to do. And I credit LinkedIn with like being able to teach me that. Like I know how to put words on paper, but to form those thoughts into something that actually makes sense in doing it in less than five minutes I feel like has taught me a ton to be able to translate that over to other pieces of of my life. Yeah. That's so interesting that you say that because I find like, I try to get on first thing in the morning for me, it's like, so nine o'clock, you know, West coast time. If I don't get on it right away, I, I feel like I miss it. Like what are all my friends doing on LinkedIn? (laughs) It's like, what's everyone up to today? And I I feel like I have to go on just to see that. And I comment everyone, you know, and I do comment on people who are in the marketing field mostly, but I like, there's a lot of people that are just funny that aren't even in my field, but I just love what they have to say or the videos. And it's, you know, I do it also for entertainment and then I'll go back and and I'll post something myself. But I also find I get ideas from the comments for posts for myself and what what is on everyone's mind you know yeah so that's interesting exactly yeah plus that like that's like like that gives you built-in content that you can then create and like do in so many use in so many other ways and like it's easier when you understand how copy works and how content works but like for people that just like post content because you don't have a strategy behind it it's it's just it's it's interesting to see how people think about that aspect. Like, am I creating content for the distribution or am I creating content for just this one channel? I mean, there's a lot of different approaches and and a lot of it too is finding what works for you, you know? And so 
it really, yeah, I, I have kind of a, a, a routine that I go through a comment and I post and, and, you know, it's, it works for me. And there's obviously regular people I talk to all the time on there, like, like yourself. So, yep. <laughs> so this has been awesome. Is there any, anything that I didn't ask you that you'd like to include that, some tips or something for people who no, are, I mean, I, I, yeah, I would just say, you know, stay, stay authentic to yourself. Like talk about things where you have a strong point of view on it. I feel like those are important. And like the stories, both successes and failures are things that I gravitate towards. So like, so many people can say, go create great copy. It'll make your marketing better. Like, yeah, that's that's fine. Like, but does that give someone tangible advice and actionable advice that they can go implement tomorrow? And so that's those are the types of posts that I personally like when it says, here's five things that I learned from running XYZ project. Here's where successes, here's where failures. Hopefully you don't run into these failures, and this is why I'm creating that. And then maybe you spin off and do additional pieces of content from that. But those types of posts versus just the fluffy, like, this is great because X, Y, Z, like, it just doesn't add any value. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes everyone mixes those in because you can or you want to, but like the actionable stuff is personally what I think goes the furthest. Yeah, I agree. Getting specific about calls to action, not just like write better copy. Well, how do I do that? And that's why I do try to put that in my post so much. Well, awesome. So where, where can people find you? If they want to yeah, absolutely. De- definitely LinkedIn is, is where I spend most of my time. I definitely reply to, to all DMs there. You can also find me on TikTok. I've been experimenting over there as well. Definitely uh, slacking a little bit, but uh, shoot me over there or find me on Twitter. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very outgoing person on social. So find me there. <laughs> I will talk to you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely Your great media to, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Nick. I really appreciate it. And there's so much to unpack here that um, I'm sure everyone's going to love it. So thanks again. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Okay, so that wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. And if you did and you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with friends and business associates who may find it of interest as well. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn or you can reach out to me through my website at thecopyworks.com and we'll talk to you soon.